0: REACH MD XM157 now presents this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health.
1: The Department of Veteran Affairs, in conjunction with the National Institutes of Health, is currently studying the outcomes of on-pump versus off-pump coronary artery bypass surgery. This study, expected to be completed in November 2008, hypothesizes that for patients having only coronary artery bypass grafting, or cabbage procedures, the clinical outcomes will be the same, whether the on-pump or off-pump procedure is used. How do these surgeries differ, and why would a surgeon perform an on-pump versus an off-pump coronary bypass surgery? You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. James Slater, attending surgeon in the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine at Morristown Memorial Hospital and Overlook Hospital, and in private practice at Mid-Atlantic Surgical Associates in Morristown, New Jersey. Welcome, Dr. Slater. Thank you, Mark. Today we are discussing on-pump Versus off pump coronary artery bypass surgery. Dr. Slater, most of us think that coronary artery bypass grafting surgery is always done on the pump. Could you explain?
0: Sure. Traditionally, the first coronary artery bypass grafts that were widely done were done with the use of a heart-lung machine. That is, once hooked up, the patient's circulation is maintained by the heart-lung machine and the heart is stopped. In on-pump surgery, we do not use a heart-lung machine. The patient's heart itself is the pump. And what we do is to block blood flow down each individual vessel at a time when we're working on that particular vessel.
1: So why would you use an on-pump versus an off-pump technique for surgery?
0: Doing this off-pump is technically more demanding. There is more movement. This heart is still moving. It's quite difficult to position the heart to allow access to all of the vessels of the heart. The vessels on the front of the heart are easily accessed, but the vessels on the back of the heart and underneath the heart are not as easily accessed. And so it is technically more demanding to do it off-pump.
1: So what is your approach in doing coronary artery bypass grafting with respect to this?
0: My approach is to use each of these techniques as an appropriate tool for that patient. My own philosophy has been is that the more risk that you have from the bypass machine before the surgery, the more likely you are to sustain risk during the operation, and therefore, the more benefit you're likely to reap from an off-pump operation. For instance, patients who have preexisting neurologic disease, pulmonary disease, renal disease are all patients who may suffer more injury from being on the heart-lung machine than not being on it. For those patients, IB may be more apt to do the operation off-pump. However, in the literature to date, there is no study that shows that a generally healthy, say, 65-year-old without a lot of comorbid disease does any better off-pump versus on-pump and because it's technically easier to do on pump and one may has a tendency to make more bypass grafts and they may be technically more pure bypass grafts i would favor doing that operation on pump
1: well let me put it the other way it would seem that off pump coronary bypass grafting is technically very demanding wouldn't that make the length of the procedure greater and actually increase the morbidity
0: not necessarily. Sometimes it actually goes quicker because you don't have the time to set up the heart-lung machine. Uh, very often, you don't have to manipulate the aorta at all, which can decrease the risk of stroke. So there are some real ad- potential advantages to doing a person off-pump uh, if it's the right operation.
1: Now, what exactly makes you definitely determined to do this off-pump?
0: Well, technical feasibility is one big question. One looks at the catheterization and looks at the target vessels. If the patient's a relatively small patient and they have very small target vessels, that would make doing it off-pump extremely difficult. There may be other physical concerns that may push one to do either on-pump or off-pump as well.
1: Has it been shown that doing these procedures off-pump on high-risk patients has been beneficial?
0: No. No. And interestingly, it's always been a sexy idea. It showed up in the late 1990s. It was widely adopted by many centers and purported to be a much better way to do it. Unfortunately, studies have never shown in a wide population that off-pump is a better way to do it than on-pump. And many of those centers have gradually gone back to either splitting the work or actually doing predominantly on-pump. That's why the study that you mentioned at the top of the piece, I think, is going to be so important, helping surgeons decide what is the best technique, or if it remains, as I suspect, that each technique has a benefit for each individual patient.
1: If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and we are speaking with Dr. James Slater a cardiac surgeon from Mid-Atlantic Surgical Associates in Morristown, New Jersey. Today we are discussing on-pump versus off-pump coronary bypass surgery. Dr. Slater, if it seems that it will not make a significant difference, then why are we even discussing doing one way or the other?
0: Well, let's take a patient, for instance, who has chronic renal insufficiency and their creatinine is elevated, say, 25 This is a patient that many medical doctors would hope to keep off of dialysis for a fairly long period of time. If you expose them to heart surgery, specifically using a heart-lung machine, we know that that presents a stress to the kidneys, and very often that patient may end up either on temporary dialysis or possibly even permanent dialysis. So you've fixed their heart, but you've given them another problem. If, however, you're able to do the operation without exposing them to the risks of the heart lung machine, and you're able to get adequate blood supply to their heart, and at the end, when it's all said and done, their creatinine is no worse than when you started, that's a big win for that patient.
1: How long have off pump cardiac artery bypass grafting surgery been done?
0: Approximately 10 years now.
1: Does it require specialized training to be able to do this off the pump?
0: I would say that most training programs these days incorporate an off-pump component to the training because the basic operation is unchanged. Many surgeons who finished their training before off-pump surgery was done have been able to adapt to it.
1: As a surgeon, I must ask you, how much more technically demanding is doing this procedure off-pump than on-pump?
0: It is significantly more technically demanding, and it requires more from the patient. Interestingly, you can turn the heart upside down and not adversely affect the blood pressure, but that doesn't always give you adequate access to the vessels that you need. And as the heart starts to push over towards the opposite side of the chest, the right ventricle can be impinged upon, which makes it difficult for the heart to fill, which makes it difficult for the heart to empty, and the blood pressure will fall. So that is one of the aspects of doing this surgery that one needs to get comfortable with. In addition, it's a lot more work for the anesthesiologist. How's that? Well, there's a lot more to manage because during a traditional or conventional operation, the heart-lung machine is doing all the managing for the anesthesiologist, and blood pressure, flow, oxygenation can be controlled through the pump. During the on-pump, off-pump surgery, it falls on the anesthesiologist to maintain blood pressure, oxygenation, and all these other important vital statistics.
1: When you decide to do an off-pump procedure, are you prepared to go on-pump right then and there? Yes. Has that ever happened? Of
0: course. Rarely in the way that one would think, infrequently one has to quote-unquote crash on pump because the patient's not supportable. What will happen is during the course of the operation, you'll find that you can't do what you sought out to do, and in which case you'll change your tact, you'll hook the patient up to the heart-lung machine and complete the operation on pump.
1: In general, thinking about all the coronary artery bypass grafting surgeries that you do, what percentage are done on pump, what percentage are done off pump?
0: For coronary artery bypass grafting only, my particular practice is somewhere between 30 and 40% off pump and about uh, 60 to 70% on pump.
1: Again, the reasons that you chose to do those patients off pump were what?
0: Each individual patient is different. My biggest reason for doing it off pump is pre-existing disease that I believe is made worse by the pump.
1: And when you say pre-existing disease, you mean what?
0: Typically, I mean patients who is at the extreme of age, which we're seeing more and more in heart surgery, patients upwards of 80 or 85, uh, patients with pre-existing pulmonary disease, patients with pre-existing renal disease, and patients with pre-existing neurologic problems.
1: Let's talk about actual time in the operating room. When you decide to do it off-pump, how much time does that add, on the average, to a surgical procedure that you would do?
0: I would think they're probably equivocal. Meaning? both techniques take about the same amount of time. There are steps that one doesn't have to do when you're working off pump. So there's a time savings, but the actual creation of the grafts may take a little bit longer. So there's a time give back. In on pump surgery or conventional surgery, well, it takes time to set up the heart lung machine and there's an investment of 30 or 40 minutes there, but you may regain some of that time because the grafts are technically easier to do.
1: So in other words, the increased demand technically for doing an off-pump procedure does not significantly add to the length of the operation?
0: Not in the final analysis.
1: Is this something that you see in the future as more and more surgeons doing that being off-pump procedures?
0: I think it depends on the On future studies, this is not the newest of techniques. It has been around for 10 years. I think it enjoyed more popularity when it was felt to be more promising. When the studies did not support that off-pump was a better way to do it, I think people drifted back to using the heart-lung machine. I don't see any great shift from where we are right now.
1: Well, what's going to happen if the studies finalize their results and say there is no significant difference? What are you going to do and what's the group of cardiac surgeons in the country going to do?
0: Well, I think it all depends on how the study is phrased and, and how the individual subgroups within the study look. It may be as a whole, there is no difference, but when you look in subpopulations, the extreme elderly or patients with specific medical problems, you do in fact see benefit to doing it one way versus the other.
1: If you have a patient who is otherwise perfectly healthy and they come to your office and they need a coronary artery bypass graft surgery, what would you do?
0: It really depends. If they need four or five bypass grafts, I'm probably more likely to do it on pump. If they need only two or three bypass grafts, I would consider doing it off pump. I don't make it a huge decision point for the patient because I don't think that there's a huge benefit to be gained, but I do share the information with them.
1: Do you ever involve the cardiologist in making this decision, doing on pump or off pump?
0: Some cardiologists do have a strong preference for one technique or the other, and if it's in line with my thinking, then I'm happy to take that into consideration.
1: Why is that, Dr. Slater?
0: They may have uh, at least anecdotal experience with one type of procedure versus another, and they have the impression that it's more beneficial. Of course, that's the role of prospective randomized trials like the one that you mentioned to help us clear our thinking.
1: And look in your crystal ball, Dr. Slater. Ten years from now, what are we going to be saying about this?
0: I think that it will be here because it is a durable way to do the operation, and there are certain specific circumstances where it's very beneficial. However, I don't think it will have taken over cardiac surgery completely.
1: I want to thank Dr. James Slater, who has been our guest. We have been discussing on-pump versus off-pump coronary bypass surgery. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening to this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.